Cold Weather Bats, what's up? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about Great Lakes Bat Company. As you guys know, the show is sponsored by Great Lakes Bat Company, and you can buy a hat on their website at greatlakesbatco.com. Upon that, you can do tons of other things too. You got a team, organization, whatever it is, they got you covered. Whether it's uniforms, custom bats, custom fitting for bats, custom fungos, custom wood bats, trainers, you name it, they got it. GreatLakesBatCo.com. Episode 18, another brand new episode of Cold Weather Bats. Uh, good morning, Michigan. It's actually the morning of April 20th, the same day that you'll be hearing this episode, because Brandon and I had way too much stuff going on, so we couldn't record until now. And, um, you know, it's our podcast, so we'll do it how we want to. Anyways, welcome into another all-new episode of Cold Weather Bats. I am one half of your hosting duo, Brian Zikowski. I'm joined, as always, by Brandon Justice. A uh, lot of action in, in Michigan high school baseball over the last week. A lot of stuff happened. Lots of teams played like six games or even more than that. Um, a lot of moving parts to the Super 25, which, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, you saw that we are going to do that weekly now rather than bi-weekly. And for the sake of transparency, it's simply because of how popular it was. Like, like that's the only reason. We were going to do it bi-weekly, we we're going to have this, you know, interspersed with interviews and this, that, and the other thing, and, and, and try and not make this just about the Super 25. But then it blew up beyond any reasonable expectation that we had. So we're going to keep, we're going to capitalize on that momentum, and we're going to do it every week. Um, and for the sake of a little bit of simplicity this week, just because Brandon and I had, had some crazy weeks, crazy weekend, crazy weeks, like just not a whole lot of time this week, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, we're probably going to be at 40, 45 minutes by the end of the, by the end of it. Uh, and, and really the topic of discussion is going to be the super 25. We have no interviews for you this week. We're hoping to bring those back next week. We really don't even have any segments of Brandon and I talking unless like for some reason you want to hear Brandon and his trading cards again, but I'm all set on that for at least another week. Um, so we're just going to, we're going to stick with the rankings this week. Uh, and with that being said, I'm going to welcome Brandon into the show. Brandon, Goodness hi. Gracious. That was <laughs> assault. First off, I don't even want to talk about my sports cards, uh, unless anyone out there is interested in Kevin Durant, silver prism. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy week, uh, and it is Tuesday. So, um, yesterday you and I both were extremely busy with, with baseball the commitments. Uh, I had to witness a, I thought it was 12 innings, but the game changer said 11 innings. Um, but it felt like 25 innings, zero, zero extra inning game. Uh, and so by the time I was home, by the time we were situated on super 25 it was it was about that time to hit the hay because we weren't going to have any energy for that for the show so uh you know i think everyone will be all right with this being a little bit behind the quality's still there folks you know we're we're still delivering we got to do what we got to do during the season so um i don't foresee this happening too often though and like again i'd like to reiterate as i've said before on the show it's our podcast we'll do what we want indeed um 
But anyways, <laughs> let's uh, let's get the housekeeping out of the way before we dive right into the Super 25, as well as uh, Brandon's going to break down that game he saw last night because that he was texting me during it, and that sounded like equal parts like exhilarating, um, exhausting, uh, frustrating, and exciting. And I'm just very excited to hear the story from the horse's mouth of someone who is there. But quickly, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, you can follow the show cross-platform on social media at Cold Weather Bats. Um, I would tell you to buy a hat, but that's not quite an option yet again. Uh, we, we more or less sold out of the initial run of the Cold Weather Bats branded hats from uh, Great Lakes Bat Company. And that's awesome. That's nothing but good news for us. But... If you want, if you didn't buy one, and I mean, like, what's wrong with you? Uh, but if you didn't buy one and you're interested in purchasing one, uh, we're, we are able to do another run of those. But we need some commitments from people first. Um, nothing insofar official as, like, giving us your credit card number. But, like, just slide in the DMs and tell us you want a hat. That's really all we need. And if we get 10 or 12 of you guys to, to say that, then we can take that to Great Lakes Bat Company and they will print up another another shipment of it and uh, we'll have another hat sale. Um, especially now that the weather is going to be warmer and you don't need to wear your winter hats anymore. Why not rock a cold weather bats hat? Uh, moving on from the hats, Super 25. Um, again, if you're interested in being a part of the discussion, please, again, slide in the DMs, Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Brandon or I or Brandon and I are well are, are more than willing to, to have discussions about things like I think anybody who has DM'd the show Twitter knows that we're, we're more than willing to, to discuss things and what we've seen and, and, and how we uh, what our kind of sort of like formula is if you want to use the word formula um, geez Brandon what am I missing shoot I don't know uh, if we if enough people want to buy a hat we can do another round of hats I think it's 12. We need 12 commitments. I think we got like four so far. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's other than, other than that, I think we're, I think we're good on, uh, on the housekeeping. I think you did a good job. I think the, uh, the last thing I'll say is it is still vitally important to continue to get rates and reviews and subscriptions and stuff to the show. So please, if you have not yet subscribed to the show, on your preferred listening platform. I know you can do that on Podbean. You can do it on Spotify. You can do it on Apple. Uh, just one click and the episode will automatically download for you every Tuesday. And uh, it helps us out on the back end to have those subscriptions. Um, and if you want to go one step further, please rate us. Give us five-star review on Apple. Uh, leave a comment. Those things are huge, too. Even if you just want to leave a five-star review and then comment, Brandon is ugly. That's acceptable. That's fine. That's still a five-star review for us with a comment. Um, I've done that 19 times, but Apple only took it once, so I had to stop. Um, but with that being said, Brandon, please regale us about a cold, windy, snowy downriver night with Micah Ottenbright versus Donovan Canterbury in, a, in another Titanic Wyandotte versus Trenton matchup. So here I am, here I am, uh, I'm rolling up to the Wyandotte Trenton game. And for those who don't know, coached at both these schools, so I know a lot of what's going on. I know a lot more about Wyandotte Trenton than I do about Trenton's outside of 
on Bright for Shrenton. Uh, but regardless, knew this game was going to, at the very least, be good. Um, because, obviously, Ottenbright, a kid who has a realistic opportunity to be drafted this spring, summer, summer? Is that what it is? Summer? Brian? Summer, yeah. Summer? All right. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Good. More you know. Uh, and then, you know, Canterbury, probably not going to, I don't know if he's going to pitch at the next level for Xavier, but, I mean, that's a kid who's as good as it gets in his class as well. So, knew it was going to be a good game. Did not know that it was going to be the weird. It wasn't snowing, but it was really cold, misty, uh, like groggy out, swampy, um, just overall not good. Like I was in a hoodie with another hoodie underneath that hoodie and a jacket, and I was still pretty cold. Um, And so that's how cold it was, just for context. Not to mention Wyandotte, and, and people think like Downriver is just like a name. Like it's literally called Downriver because it runs along the Detroit River. So, you know, you get that that effect from the water, and that didn't help with the weather either. So, just to preface the the environment, um, I was freezing cold, uh, so that was sweet. And then when the game started, uh, Bright and Canterbury just like rolled, and like you blinked, and it was the fifth inning. So there's I I can't even give you a highlight from the first like five or six innings. There wasn't one. It was just strikeout, 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 strikeout. Uh, Bright ended up ringing up. 14 with one walk and then Canterbury 12 with I think three walks. So uh, it's just an unbelievable pitching performance from both of them. Uh, and they each traded striking each other out too. I think Ottenbright struck out Canterbury once, but got him to pop up twice. And then Canterbury struck out Ottenbright, I think three times. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a battle. And then uh, it's pretty interesting because Downriver, these kids are always like pretty close knit around the area. So Canterbury and Ottenbright actually like work out together. Uh, not to mention, I think there's like five players on each team combined, like do this whole workout together thing. So there was a lot of fun competitiveness going on and a lot of chippiness, but not chippiness that was going to like drive anyone insane. It was just fun. It was just kids having fun competing and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think so. Uh, it was a very fun game. So anyway, the highlights happened about the eighth inning, I think. So it was zero zero going into the eighth inning. And there was like a combined at that point, a combined like 24 strikeouts between the two teams. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And uh, and it wasn't like the hitters were that bad as much as it was. The pitching was that good. And so Trenton has a chance here. I believe this was the eighth inning. And this is where the highlights start. Trenton has a chance here. They're knocking on the door. Um, they are finally able to get Canterbury out of the game. And uh, Gutierrez comes in for Wyandotte, lefty. Uh, and for those who don't know, Canterbury's a righty who's like 83, 86, uh, but usually 83, 84. Nice breaker. Um, like I said, not going to pitch to the next level, but it'll play really well in the Downer League. Um, and so he comes out. Gutierrez comes in. Lefty, who doesn't throw that hard, probably like 78, 80, maybe like 81, uh, and, and a little crafty. He comes in, and with one out and guys on second and third, Trenton attempts a suicide squeeze, and batter misses wind out runs down the runner at third and he's out the next at bat a kid puts a line now there's a kid on second base base runner on second a kid puts a line drive out to left field Salka sends that runner home which i would have sent him home too uh and the left fielder just guns him at home and just like that the innings over and it's still zero zero 
Uh, Ottenbright trots out for an eighth inning. So Ottenbright went, went eight innings and he still stayed on. I think his final count was 90 or 95. So like he went eight innings and, and his pitch count was like 92 or something, which is incredible. And so uh, Ottenbright trots out for an eighth inning and it's one, two, three. It's not, it's not really that difficult. Uh, and then the ninth inning comes, nothing happens for either team. Tenth inning comes, nothing happens. The 11th inning, Trenton loads the bases with no outs. And the, I think the, the the funny part about this whole scenario is that Zalka told, so Bob Jones, who was at airport for like 22 years or something as the head coach there, so some, some crazy amount of years, he trots out to third base in the 12th inning or the 11th inning, whatever the last inning was, the 11th inning. He trots out to third base. And everyone's like, oh, Zalka's just not coaching third this inning. <laughs> and you could tell Jones is like, well, we got to change something up. So Jones goes to third and they load the bases with no outs. Um, and then the next hitter hits a just probably like 85 plus off the bat. I think it was Ricky kid to center field. It's caught and it, it was out. of It was so hard hit that you could not take home on it. And it had already gotten thrown out at home once an inning ago or two innings ago. So they weren't sending anybody there. Uh, so there's one out. Next kid comes up, strikes out. So now you got two out spaces loaded. And all of a sudden you're like, well, this game is really going to do this again. Like this is just going to continue to happen. And I mean, it's, it's dark. It's rainy. It's like, we're, I think it's eight o'clock at this point or like seven forty-five. game started at four o'clock. And a kid just hits like a major league fly ball in between first and second base and second baseman, first baseman can't figure out who's going to get it. It falls and Trenton clears the bases, like all three score. And, uh, the runner, the runner gets the third and I'm not going to, cause the kid tries to throw him out of home overthrows it. Kid takes third. All of a sudden it's three, nothing Trenton tacks on a couple more, two outs makes it five, nothing. And, uh, they put in a kid to close it out in the ninth and 10th or the 10th and 11th. And, uh, you know, they went Trenton or wind out went one, two, three in the bottom half and Trent went on to win five, nothing, but goodness, I mean, zero, zero in the 11th inning <laughs> and it's one and it's one on an infield fly. Like first off, I love down river and I always will. And that's, that's quite literally why, uh, because it's just stranger things happen there and it's beautiful. Um, but that game was just, it was cool, you know, just to see like a bunch of kids who knew each other really well, cross town rivals, Cotner's been at Cotner, coach Cotner's been at wind out for, I think 20 years. Zalk has been at Trenton for 16 or 15. So those are two guys who know each other really well. The two rosters know each other really well. Um, after the game, you know, we know you're not supposed to do handshakes or anything, but after the game, like those two teams met at home play and they were just kind of like, whoa like that was that was unbelievable <laughs> that was fun yeah and i mean trenton kids were coming over to why dugout dug out like tipping caps and like you know there was no like physical contact because there literally can't be but um there was there was a lot of respect on the field after the game it was just kind of like maybe some some size of relief that that game actually ended because we thought it never would um there are lights at memorial park in beautiful Wyandot, michigan and i'm surprised they, they didn't get turned on um it wasn't too dark to turn them on, but I'm surprised. I mean, we were pushing 12, 13, 14 innings. So, uh, yeah, that was a classic, man. I mean, that was a classic. If you love pitching, like every pitching coach in the world would have watched that game on repeat. So that was, that was an awesome game. So hats off to Otten Bright and Canterbury. They both pitched their butts off. Something like 13 years ago, your boy, 
played under the lights at Wyandotte Memorial and won a News Herald Invitational Championship with Gabriel Richard. Anyways, I don't even know if they do that tournament anymore, but you said Wyandotte Memorial and it triggered my brain. <laughs> the deepest um, the deepest dimensions probably one of the deepest dimensions in the state. Like, I mean, it's like it's th- a huge park. It's yeah. 330. I think it's 338 to each corner. And then it's like 400 to center at least. Yeah. I think, I think it says 395, but that thing is not, that thing is so much deeper. <laughs> um, I guess my next question is, is when are your boys back? We are back. So today's Tuesday. We're back tomorrow on Wednesday. We practice uh, Thursday. We play Stevenson. Um, and then Saturday we are at Jimmy John's field against Utica Fort. So, and then just awesome. like, just like that next Saturday, we're at Comerica against Lakeshore. So, um, you know, things are going to ramp up here for us and, you know, it's, uh, it's, you want to talk about the philosophical side of things. Um, you know, we really haven't been able to do anything with our team for 12 days, 13 days now. So, um, how will we come back? It's going to be really interesting to see. Like, I, I really hope the kids are as eager to get back as the staff is. That's for sure. And you can tell, like, communicating with the kids over text message and phone call, like, those kids are definitely, like, ready to go. It's just, you know, you're ready to see the product. It's just we got we ramp right up. We go right into a Thursday game against Stevenson, Sterling Heights, Stevenson, really good team. So um, really excited to get back at it. And I think they'll embrace the challenge, you know. It's, uh, it's something that... If anybody, if, if I'm going to do it with anybody, it's, it's grease bomb, you know, like I feel like he's going to, he's going to get us ready for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And like, you know, that's a, that South is kind of a place where like the culture of baseball, um, like the culture of being a South player, like I'm sure that those guys were doing stuff for yeah. two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like obviously not sanctioned and not together and not et cetera, et cetera. But like, I'm sure guys are playing catch and like keeping themselves in shape and, you know, taking swings, blah, blah, blah. So, um, you can hit the ground running tomorrow, uh, as far as getting ready for Stevenson on Thursday. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure it's not going to be first day of tryouts tomorrow all over again. Yeah. You know, I, I hope it's not because then you got to get in the ass. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we start screaming. Yeah. We played, we played, we played one day, you know, one doubleheader against Edison. And at the time, like we all knew Edison was going to be good. I mean, shoot, we ranked them. Right. But we did not know that Edison was going to be, you know, we're going to get to the ranking here soon, but they're very good, you know? And like, we didn't, (laughs) we didn't know that right away. So how we took that loss was like, all right, that's a wake up call for sure. Um, and then we had one practice and then that was it. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. I'm just excited to get back to be honest with you, man. Like I've been watching games lately and it's just been, uh, you know, it's okay, I guess, but much rather coach, right? Speaking of which you're having fun coaching, I would assume. Well, um, it's been, it's been a good season so far for St. Mary's. Um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm having fun. Like, I don't, what do you want me to do? Um, I'm not going to, I mean, like, yeah, I, I think that as I've said and maintained on this show, since its inception, the games are played on the field. I've never been too like, Oh, you know, we're St. Mary's, um, uh, maybe no, you've like been good. Text, you've been maybe good. like in text with you, but not on the show. Yeah, right. Um, definitely. You know, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're 14 and zero. um, for the most part beating, just beating everyone, um, ruthless ruthless beatings um but anyways yeah man it's it's a fun team right now to be around i i hope that we're still a fun team if we get punched in the mouth i hope that um 
if that happens, we can respond. I expect that to happen. Um, I think Liggett gave us a, gave us a little jab a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think Chelsea gave us a little jab. Um, and just last night, like, you know, we got up early on country day, but they cut it in half real quick and got rowdy about it. You know, like that was a, that was a like, okay, all right. You know, like in a different year, we might've buckled and lost that game last night. Um, but as it was, it was like, okay, that's close enough. Let's, let's just finish it. You know, and ended up winning uh, by the mercy rule in five. Um, but like either way, you know, I'm proud of how the guys have responded to things. I'm proud of how the guys handle their business day in and day out. Um, I've said on the show before that, like, you know, like all the power numbers and the home runs and all the runs and, and, and so on and so forth. Like, I'm ecstatic about that. As you know, I'm an offensive guy. Uh, but the thing that's been most impressive for me is just like the consistency and the quality of the at bats. And I've said this on the show before, but like, you know, um, we're, we're facing Chapaniak from, from Woodhaven, who obviously is, you know, probably the best arm we've seen so far this year. Uh, you know, and it's like taking three, two breaking balls that are two inches off the black confidently because we know it's a ball, you know, like that, that kind of stuff like that. We didn't do that two years ago. Even when we want to stay title two years ago, we did not do do that. So it gives me that kind of confidence that, that pride a little bit in that, even when up big, even when facing good arms, even when whatever, even on game six of the week, like in the seventh inning, like just executing that approach and never giving away in at bat. And like, I'm just, that's the part of it that I'm most proud of. And, uh, it's been fun so far, man. Uh, it's been fun. Like I, like I said, bro, we're, we're not gonna, I, you know, I, if you, if I was a betting man, I'd say we're probably not going to go undefeated. Going undefeated in baseball is hard. Um, going undefeated in anything is hard. So like, I'm expecting a punch in the mouth at some point, but right now the, the guys are rolling with it well and, and they're having fun and they're practicing and playing hard and, and the success has, uh, has shown up on the field. Yeah. You do play South. So I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, with all that being said, we can hop into our super 25 for sound effects, sound effects, sound effects, sound effects. Sound effects. <laughs> that was just raw audio, baby. All right. Shout out to super producer James for making whatever we just did with our mouths sound far better. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So let's get Honorable in. Mention. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. We changed it. We changed it. We changed it. Honorable mention sounds way too participation trophy culture. Yep. yep. So we decided to go with the far more professional also considered, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, following in the footsteps of, I don't know, college football polls. I'm pretty sure they have also considered, like also receiving votes. But anyway, also considered this week. Uh, some holdovers from last week. Um, Buchanan, also considered this week. A team we would have liked to rank, quite frankly. But, you know, we only had one team drop out of it this week. Like we, The teams at the bottom of the list all went like 6-0. and oh. So like there was really only so much we could do. Uh, Buchanan had a good week. Uh, played Portage Central tough. Still ended up losing that game. Uh, they're pitching well. They're swinging it well. A team on the watch list for sure. Uh, Forest Hills Eastern, another week of, of that also considered. They're still playing well. Uh, a lot to like about that club on the west side of the state. Chelsea, uh, from not ranked or whatever to up into this also considered section. Um, Chelsea played, that, you know, we played them 
uh, St. Mary's last week and won five to three. It was the closest game of the season by far. Um, that's a really good team. Um, West Bloomfield shouts out to West Bloomfield. Welcome to the also considered section. They are 10 and one, uh, need to see how they look against, um, you know, a little bit stronger competition, but either way, 10 and one and Heartland, uh, in the general middle part of that Michigan, uh, Detroit to Flint area, uh, Heartland. Welcome to the also considered section as well. Um, they are 4-0-1 and have some quality wins. So those are our five this week. Buchanan, Kelsey, Forest Hills Eastern, Heartland, and West Bloomfield in the also considered section. And that takes us to our 25th ranked team, and we will do this per usual. I'll take the 25 to 21. Brian will get the 22 16, 15 to 11, and then we'll switch off on the top 10. So starting with number 25, we've got Homer. Homer's at five and one. Uh, and then we got Trenton, the aforementioned Trenton Trojans, who we talked about that Trenton Wyandotte game with. They are at eight and one. Uh, and then Celine, what's Celine's record? Uh, I have Celine at six, two and one. Six, two and one. Uh, we just had our the records are a little switched up here. My apologies, folks. Second all, Swan Valley and Lakeland. So we got 25 Homer, 24 Shrenton, 23 Celine, 22 Swan Valley, and 21 Lakeland. Yeah, and there's like there's an element of like, you know, well, we went 5-0. and oh, Why didn't we move up? And like, hey, man, I'd have loved to, but everyone else did too, it seems like. You know, so there, there's just a... Uh, we're kind of waiting for the dominoes to fall. Is that the right phrase? Shoot a drop, you know, whatever. Like something's got to give the house of cards to collapse. Um, You know, whatever. Like we're just more or less, there's a kind of a holding pattern towards the bottom of that list because everybody won. So, you know, it's not disrespect when you didn't move up because you, you went five and oh, it just so did everyone else. So um, either way, moving on next section, 20 through 60, Newcomer this week at number 20, Macomb, Dakota, who is, um, do you have that off the top? 6 and 0. 6 and 0. Thank you, Brandon. Yep. Uh, the Google Sheet's a mess. Anyway, <laughs> Macomb, Dakota at number 20. Number 19, Grand Rapids Christian. They are 8 and 0. They are up several spots from last week. They continue to climb. Another team that is climbing is Blissfield, who is also 8 and 0. Uh, they are up about four spots from last week. They continue to just beat the ever-loving crap out of everybody down there in that southern part of Michigan. Uh, number 17, Brighton, holding steady from a week ago. They went 3-0 and in the past week. And by the way, folks, we're, we're, you're going to see this on the graphic, and you'll see us tweet this, but these rankings, these records are through yesterday, Monday. They are through the 19th of April. Generally speaking, when we record the show, it's a Sunday night or it's a Monday morning, and we'll have the rankings done through that Sunday. But because of the late recording, we decided to include yesterday's action. So this week, it's through 419. Anyways, up to number 16, Stevensville Lakeshore, who Brandon will will be seeing uh, in a couple weeks when, when they come to town. They are 2-0, a perennial powerhouse in Division Two. Uh, good wins there too. We have them bumped up from number 21 to number 16. Now we move into 15 to 11, uh, at 15, we have Ann Arbor pioneer. Uh, they have a six and two record. They split with Woodhaven. 
uh, in a Great really series. Yeah, phenomenal series there. Uh, Pioneer had a, a Monday game this week where they put up, I think, 18 hits and 20 runs, uh, which was so, so they can hit. Uh, so Pioneer's at 15. Uh, and then we talked about Country Day for a moment there. They are at 14, and they are a team that offensively could do some do some damage this year uh, with the remaining schedule they have. And then at 13, the Highlanders of Howell continue to roll, uh, and they are at 13. They were a team that was not ranked before the season, and they have climbed into that 13th uh, spot. And then at number 12, another red-hot team, 10-0, and 0, Richmond. Uh, Richmond continues to roll, continues to climb. They are maybe another undefeated week away from a top 10 spot, depending on how, like uh, Coach Sack said, how the dominoes fall. And then at number 11, Portage Central. Uh, Portage Central had a pretty good week this week, and I'm almost positive. Correct me if I'm wrong, Coach. I think they only have one loss or is there, is there two there for central two five and two so That's five correct. and two. they are five and two yeah so that is your 15 to 11 pioneer at 15 country day at 14 howell at 13 richmond at 12 and portage central at 11 and just a uh, a comment on country day since i just saw them like you know 16 hours ago um yeah they got juice man you know, like migliaccio crushed the ball pull side like I wouldn't say he hit it that far because he hit it. You know, it was like a low liner that he, that was probably a hundred off the bat. Um, but like got out in 1.6 seconds. Uh, but and then Brandon, man, Brandon, man, who I know that, you know, um, Brandon, man, hit a ball over the scoreboard. He's on my fantasy team. That like, yeah, that like, I mean, that ball did not, I don't even know if that landed. And yesterday was windy. Like there were no, the balls were not flying pull side or They were not pulled like flying to left. They were flying to right. Um, but that one did not need any help whatsoever. That was like a, like Dressel house, our center fielder, like took a step and then like a, like a half a step and then said, you know what, I, what, what am I even doing? Like, why am I even, you know, <laughs> but anyway, big juice there. Um, yeah, that's a very offensive club for sure. As we, as we thought it might be before the season and they're missing Gabe Nazelli. So, you know, oh, they are. that's another, that's another piece. Yeah. He was sitting on the bench yesterday, uh, in, in street clothes. So oh, hopefully, uh, he's, uh, he's back shortly because all that'll do to that club is make it better. Cause he's a good player. Yep. Um, anyways, moving on to the top 10, um, I will take number 10 and that is gross point North. Uh, they are down several spots this week after a three and two week. I'm still working to totally get back to full, you know, like full GPN Voltron with, their their full roster of guys uh they're either all back or close to all back or will be all back or whatever it is i believe they're all back now i believe they're all back beginning beginning tuesday of this week i believe okay yeah okay cool so they should be able to roll i mean you know like anytime you can get those guys back um they should uh, they should be in pretty good shape still holding on to the top 10 spot here they are six and three overall uh just had a couple losses this past week which pushed them down the board a little bit but with those returners i'd imagine that the arrow is going to be pointed back up shortly at number nine we've got rockford rockford continues to roll seven and zero. a team we uh we heard some good things about preseason and they have uh they have shown up and and delivered uh, so Rockford is a team that is on a pretty upward trajectory. Should they continue to have zero in that loss column? <laughs> um, and number eight, brother rice last week's number two, uh, they went one and two in the interim. They lost twice to St. Mary's 
and then they beat Catholic Central last night, and their second game was suspended, uh, and it was tied. So I like I don't think that's going to end up being a tie, or they'll re or they'll play it. It's like seven seven, and they finish five innings or something. So maybe that's a tie. Maybe they'll make it up. Whatever. Um, Brother Rice one and two in the last week. They are nine and three overall. Uh, at number seven, we have Grand Ledge. Uh, Grand Ledge is eight and zero. They have. By everything I can look at, they have dominated just about everybody they've played. Uh, we'll be interested to see how they square up against another West Side team. I don't know if they end up facing a team like Rockford or uh, a team like Grand Rapids Christian or a team just out that way in general. Uh, Portage, one of the Portages, I'm sure at some point they will. Those will be really good games. Uh, maybe even GRCC. Uh, Forest Hills Eastern, any of those teams, it'll be exciting to see them play them. Um, but so far, Grand Ledge has rolled. That is a program that is always good. Uh, but 2021 off to a hot start. Yeah, um, no doubt there. And and guys, Grand Ledge is a good example. Like we didn't rank them higher or move them up the board because they tag us in tweets. You know, we did that because they're eight no and winning games. But like, it makes it easier for us to see it if you do that. Right. Like it's just so much easier. Like just you know, just just a quick at cold weather bats at the end of the tweet, or like even send it in the second tweet if you don't have the room in the first one. Whatever, man. It's like five seconds, and then we see it, and we don't have to go scouring Game Changer and Max preps. Also, man, boy, I would just love it if everybody used Game Changer. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, number six, and this is a club up a couple spots, is Woodhaven. Uh, this is a they had a six and a week. Uh, no, pardon me, a five and one week. They split, um, like we said, with Ann Arbor Pioneer in what was a really good series. They won the rest of their games. They beat Catholic Central last night in a game where Catholic Central hit six home runs. Um, I, I think they were all solo shots, but either way, six balls that were struck by Catholic Central bats left the yard at Woodhaven High School. And I watched them all on the state champs Instagram video or whatever. Um, Either way, anytime you give up six bombs, that's not great. But anytime you can win that, you know, like they've shown that they can pitch it and win. They've shown that they can hit it and win. They can win, you know, slugfest. They can win close games. Um, yeah, Woodhaven number six, obviously a very good team. At number five, this is our top, top, top five. We've got Liggett. Liggett is at eight and two. They had a six and a week. Liggett, I. Pardon me if I'm wrong. Liggett's probably going to wipe through their division, I would assume. Um, their league play is going to be pretty Liggett heavy, I would assume. Uh, they, they scheduled really tough to start the year, as, and I loved that. And we said as soon as they lost that game to you guys and kind of took that dip down a little bit, um, and then Edison got them too. Uh, you, you know, from there on, it was probably going to be a lot of a lot of a lot of victories uh, for the Knights, and that that much was true. Going six and zero this week, so uh, overall at eight and two, Liggett is number five, and that'll take us into number four. Well, Liggett, before we move on, Liggett, young team, uh, they're only going to get better as the year goes on. I think because of that, a lot of talent in that team. Interested to see how deep their arms can go in a playoff run. Um, they've got the bar kid and they've got the Jones kid, uh, on the mound. Green can come in and pitch as well. So I'm interested to see how deep those arms can go in, in a playoff format. Um, I like them 
I like the arms. I don't think there's any problem with the arms to get through the regional. I just, I'm curious to see what happens when they get to that final eight, you know, if they get there, of course. For sure. Uh, number four, another team moving up this week is Essexville-Garber. They are 6-0, and coming off a 2-0 and week. Uh, just having, you know, not having a whole lot of problems so far, and, and that's fine. Like, it's still the early going there. At 6-0, and they are the team who has probably played the least amount of games of anybody in the top ten. Um, you know, but 6-0 and is still a, a decent sample. Uh, but anyways, yes, up two spots, up to number four, Essexville-Garber. They are 6-0. and and then at number three, we've got the fighting Brian Sikowskis of Grand Blank. Uh, they were, as we mentioned, every single time we do rankings, Brian's state championship pick. Uh, and, they, and they stick at number three. Uh, Grand Blank is seven and one. They went four and one on the week, lost a tight game in a non-league format to Celine uh, in a one-run game there. Uh, but Grand Blank continues to be strong, uh, and they are sitting at seven and one. I believe they have an incomplete game, um, but yeah. not, not sure on the results there. Yeah, either way, I mean, obviously good start to the season there. Um, you like what the offense is doing. They've kind of established that there's some pitching behind Lally as well. So uh, really good to, to just track them and see how that goes. Uh, that's a good, you know, like, there's no such thing as a good loss, but like Grand Blank versus Celine is, is a hell of a game. And it's like we talked about with Woodhaven and Pioneer. Like you, you split those two games like, hey, man, like who's going to be mad about that? Like that's those are two good teams that punch each other in the face for six hours on a Saturday afternoon. Um, anyways, up to number two this week, our surprise at number three last week is Detroit Edison. They are number two. Um, they have yet to lose. They are nine and oh, they are absolutely just, you know. They're scoring bunches and bunches of runs. Sometimes they hold the other team to few, and sometimes they don't. But either way, they're scoring bunches and bunches of runs, and uh, one of the more offensive clubs in the state for sure. As my co-host has told you, um, you know, obviously nothing to say there other than they keep scoring a ton of runs, and they're nine and zero, and they're beating everyone. And hey, that's number two, baby. <laughs> and then lastly, at number one, numero uno. And the biggest shock of all time, Orchard Lake St. Mary's remains number one. They're 14 and 0. Um, from my perspective, again, same thing as last week. Top to bottom, they mash. They've got plenty of arms to get them by. Uh, they got speed. The approaches at the plate are extremely advanced. Um, they're not really daunted by any kind of. I mean, they've seen Chapaniac, who's probably one of the top five to ten arms in the state, and. Uh, they weren't afraid there, so I don't think they're they're gonna say they're not gonna see anything that's gonna overpower them. It's just that simple. Um, and so Orchard Lake St. Mary sticks at number one, and they're probably gonna stay there so long as they continue to do the things they're doing. So uh, that if con- I may go ahead, Coach. Just one, just one quick stat on St. Mary's. Just one. Just one. Um, the Eagles have scored 184 runs and allowed 19. That's it. That's the step. Moving on. Seems seems good. Seems good. <laughs> I do like the, the average of ten to one there. Like I, you know. But anyways, um, enough about the Eaglets. Um, geez, coach. I mean, hey, that's the Super Twenty Five. That's it this week. Um, next week we plan to, you know, get back to doing a longer show we plan to have an interview or two along with this segment 
Uh, Brandon will update us on his trading cards um, because right now he's far too depressed with how that's going to, to really talk about it. Um, anyways. Indeed. <laughs> You're not wrong, coach. You're not wrong our, at all. What's our time at? Like, where are we at right We're now? at 40 minutes. We're clean. Oh. We're strong. Man, boy, that's great. We'll see you folks next week. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, man. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at ColdWeatherBets. Like we said, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show if you feel so inclined. Uh, DM us if you're interested in a, in a second run of the Cold Weather Bats hats uh, from Great Lakes Bat Company. If we get, like Brandon said, seven, eight, nine more got more people in the DM saying they want them, then we can probably get another shipment made, uh, which is beneficial for everybody. Shouts out to producer James, the rock star and goat of the program. Uh, shouts out to all the coaches and parents on Twitter who tag us and stuff and keep us informed. And um, Brandon, do you have anything left to say? Uh, let's play ball. Woo! Go the high. Yeah, Wednesday, baby. We're back. <laughs> um, all right, folks. Another great week of baseball on tap. Hopefully, it doesn't snow too much tonight, which is, I mean, just shockingly annoying. Um, yeah, isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, like, what are we doing, man? It was 90. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Oh, I was man. shivering last night. Yeah, it I was even, freezing you know. cold yesterday, dude. Uh, anyways, we're going to wrap it up now. Uh, thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Have a great week, Michigan. Thank you.